Welcome to NARAL's The Morning After. Each Thursday, our podcast brings you the latest on reproductive health care, progressive politics, and the fight to keep abortion safe and legal. NARAL's The Morning After is a production of NARAL Pro-Choice Ohio. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at ProChoiceOH. Enjoy the show! Hey, I'm Gabe. I'm Kelly. I'm Hannah. Uh, it's been a minute since Hannah has been on our show. Or me, my literal first week here. Or me, for that matter. I've, it's been a minute since I've been on the show. Um, we had a rally this week. It's been a busy week. Um, I'm very tired, and it feels like Friday, but alas, it is Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> but the rally we had was on Tuesday. It was at the State House, noon to one. Doesn't that feel like a week ago? It, it really does. It's a long week. Um, but uh, it was a good rally. We had a good turnout for like Tuesday at noon, um, just like. Protesting and raising hell against the six-week abortion ban like we do, as we were doing two years ago, as Time Hop likes to remind me, which right. is really fun because I didn't know I was pregnant when I was protesting it two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, that's that's timely. Mazel tov. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> yeah, there was like 100 people at that rally. That's, I mean, for a noon rally, oh, that was it was huge. Cold. It was, a really, it was, good, so it was a really good turnout. Yeah. It was not the coldest rally we've ever had, but it was pretty cold. Yeah. That was an excellent event. Um, lots of speakers protesting mm-hmm. um, because we knew that there would be uh, committee hearings. Yeah, on the six-week ban, which did happen. There was proponent and sponsor testimony on Tuesday at three or no four. I don't know. It was long. <laughs> That's yeah. a long day. So we rallied at noon. Yep. Um, Ate some lunch. I'm, I'm trying to remember all the people who spoke. We had we had uh, three different uh, We Testify storytellers, so Jordan, Angie, and Ashley. Mm-hmm. Um, there was the vice president of Catholics for Choice. There was um, a med student, or is she like an actual doctor? I don't even know. I think she's a med student. She's going to be a doctor. Yes, she's a doctor in the, <laughs> I mean, in the works. She's a doctor in the works, or she is a doctor, but is just in school still. I don't know. I don't understand how med school works anymore. It's there so, was a rabbi? There was a rabbi. There was a rabbi. Je- rabbi Jessica. Um, I, and like, there were so many people from different organizations introducing the speakers who were actually speaking that I, I can't keep up. Right. So. Such a good crowd of people. It was. It was, a good, it was good speeches, too. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that rally rally lasted an hour from noon to one, mm-hmm. and then we all went inside, and warmed up. We got some soup. Um, and, that uh, was that was a soup day. Yeah. Uh, and then watched a complete dumpster fire of testimony. <laughs> Do you guys just want to hear the same person say the same story twenty times in a row? Because that's what happens if you go to proponent testimony for the six week ban. It was so bad. It was. It's mostly just boring. It's like I'm a man and I have opinions, or <laughs> I had an abortion and I regret it, so therefore no one should ever be able to get an abortion. There was a lot of Jesus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's there's always happy a lot of, Hanukkah. <laughs> there's always a lot of historical references. Yes. Which His- just, oh yeah, lots of references to slavery. <laughs> You know, the, the guy starts talking about why he feels Ohio should ban abortion and then goes into something that Abraham Lincoln said. And I'm like, where on earth do you feel that this is relevant to this conversation about modern medicine? I really he was just going. Yeah, yeah, I really appreciate Senator Tavares is like, what the hell's wrong with you? Why are you bringing up Thurgood Marshall? Why are you bringing up Dred Scott? <laughs> <laughs> I, it was, I feel like she was like this close to saying, get out of my committee hearing. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, she did not put up with those slavery comments, though. Well, yeah. yeah <laughs> right. 
Uh, Senator Charlita Tavares from Columbus was great. She's my senator, and she's termed out. I'm sad to see her go. Yeah. Um, but a man with a great mustache is replacing her. <laughs> <laughs> um, Herschel. On, on, uh, <laughs> on Tuesday, Cecil Thomas, the senator from Cincinnati, also asked some really terrific questions, mm-hmm. um, very pointedly uh, exploring the problems with this bill, specifically to the fact that it does not have an exception for rape or incest, uh, and drawing out responses from the author of the bill, Janet Folger Porter, who said, you know, that, again, you know, they refer to rapists as fathers, which, you know, Ugh. as a dad really pisses me off. Yeah, I mean, in Ohio, rapists can sue for, like, child visitation. So, like, they, they, ha- they have access to parental rights in Ohio. Right. So uh, I can't say that that would encourage me to keep a child conceived from rape. Um, just, just saying. <laughs> right. You know, I, any woman should have that decision, she should get that choice. Yeah. Yes. To have that removed from... I can't imagine going through the trauma of being raped and then being forced to carry my rapist child. Right. I, and then they, there are separate <clears throat> questions that get asked, well, what about complications to a pregnancy? And then there's many descriptions because we have people who have come forward and said, listen, I had a wanted pregnancy and it was suffering from complications... Um, you know, and, and it was essentially threatening the woman's health and safety. And so she had to make the decision to terminate, even though she wanted to give birth to that child. And I think one question that has not yet been asked in all seven years of this is what if a woman is raped and becomes pregnant and then develops complications and it's threatening her own health? You know, it, Everybody talks about health of the woman and talks about situations of pregnancy from rape, but (laughs) there's some overlap. Yeah. And, and they're not considering any of these things. No, no. Janet Folger Porter stood up there and said that, you know, essentially giving the children from rape are a gift from God sort of answer that really kind of exposes the true intention of the bill sponsors. I don't remember who it was that was speaking, but the one person that specifically said a woman's body is not hers, I was like, I need to testify tomorrow. That was what like put me over the edge. <laughs> I was like thinking about it. I didn't know if I was going to. And then she's like, and a woman's body is not. I was like, right. Just, yep. I start typing. Yeah. Yeah. The, the description of women from the bill sponsors, you know, proponents, um, you know, essentially equated women with cattle. Moo. Sure. <laughs> I also really appreciate uh, Senator Thomas specifically because he has evolved on this issue a lot. Because um, I think he was initially uh, endorsed by Ohio Right to Life. I, I think Ohio Right to Life like immediately regretted that. Fair, <laughs> yeah. Um, but now, I mean, now we endorse him, and he's a he's a champion of ours. So. He gave a really awesome speech mm-hmm. two years ago yep. against this bill, and that was the first time we'd ever heard from him on the subject. And was it was it like, this bill? oh, I think wow. it, I think it was actually one forty five. You're probably right because it was in the middle of like me being very pregnant. <laughs> is what I like remember going to his office. But yeah, it his uh, Cecil Thomas's floor speech, uh, you know, in support of abortion rights um, on the floor of the Senate, it was. We didn't know where he stood, honestly. We're like, oh, hello, Senator Thomas. Hello. Yeah. Nice to, let's have a conversation. Well done. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, I am really just impressed with the legislators coming out of Cincinnati because I work with the students there. I love Bridget Kelly. I really like Catherine Ingram and Cecil Thomas. They're all great. I'm making a Bridget Kelly note for oh, later yeah. in this Oh, yeah. I'm excited to talk about that one, too. 
You want to go? You want to go on a tangent, a Bridget Kelly tangent? Bridget Kelly is the best. Um, she's actually the legislator who has done my lunch and lobby in Cincinnati like the most often, and you will always, 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 always catch her wearing something Kelly green. <laughs> um, but her bill that she has sponsored and has been working on for like two years finally was just passed by the Ohio House, um, where they will be uh, exempting feminine hygiene products from tax. Yes. So uh, there's no pink tax, or will there be any pink tax if it passes the Senate next week? This was terrific. I know. I'm so excited. It's like the most common sense thing ever. Yes. You know? And she has some like really weird co-sponsors on it. I don't. I think actually one of them might be Naraj and Tani. One of them is Naraj. Uh, <laughs> which I'm like, oh, no, I have to agree with him on something. But <laughs> I, I'm glad. Republicans are anti-tax. This is a tax. Fair. Yeah. <laughs> You know, the point. That's, Democrats that's, support women. This is a pro women issue. Yeah, I mean, I'm surprised it took this long. I mean, I'm not surprised it took this long, but <laughs> I'm I'm glad. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm glad that it's passed, and I and I hope it moves to the Senate quickly um, and is able to get out before the end of lame duck this year. Right. Yeah, this is something that every single legislator in that building should vote for and support and campaign on. We should look at who said no and be like, "The hell is wrong with you?" Yes. And then, like, make uh, their sign, uh, picture, put their picture on signs with tampons all around it. And yeah. They'd love that. <laughs> so, okay. Bridget Kelly was the main sponsor of the bill. She's been pushing that one. She's great. Um, she's she, just, great. she was just reelected. She was unopposed, actually. Awesome. She's my in laws. Uh, rep. Rep. Uh, back to our hearing, though. Yes. <laughs> Tangent over. Um, so, the proponents, the people supporting the ban, mm-hmm. uh, they wrapped up on Tuesday. Yes. Well, uh, they did not wrap up they, on Tuesday. Right. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand that. They they brought a couple people back on Wednesday. It um, both started our hearing and ended our hearing with oh, proponent yes. testimony. Yeah, they, they bookended <laughs> us. Yeah. What um, the hell? But Wednesday was 31 witnesses speaking in person. in person in support of abortion access. It was incredible. They are opponents of the six-week abortion ban, including you two. Yeah. We did. Yeah, that was the first time I've ever testified. It was also the first time I have ever testified. I did not get any questions. I did get a question, um, but it was about Viagra, and it was very easy to answer. Um, and I then. Think- I think I just seemed like I wanted to fight. So like, well, okay, we'll just not give her that opportunity. <laughs> so you guys both did great. Thank you. Do you want to summarize what your testimony was? I mean, mine was about uh, working as a former abortion clinic um, worker and also being a mom and uh, like basically like pregnancy sucks. Don't make people do it. <laughs> Which I was really happy to say in, some of, in front of some of those people. And there were some reactions. <laughs> <laughs> I'm testifying that pregnancy sucks. <laughs> Fight me. And Hannah. Yeah. Um, so I used to work in domestic and sexual violence prevention. Um, I was an educator in the schools, and so my testimony kind of spoke to all of my experiences speaking to the kids that I spoke with, um, seventh grade through twelfth grade. And I have 
part of the, I mean, part of the work that I did was we were, we taught them about consent and healthy and unhealthy relationships. And so having that conversation with them surrounding consent and then coming back and being like, but you can't do this. And like, if you got pregnant, like we would have to have to control the decision that you're going to make was so counterproductive to what we were trying to teach them that I just, you know, I thought it was a nice overlapping, um, my old work and my new work story to tell. So yeah, we were nervous, but I think it went really well. It was terrific. Um, we heard from, uh, women who have been survivors of rape. Uh, we heard from women who, uh, had wanted pregnancies, but lost them. Mm-hmm. Um, we heard from a many currently pregnant women, a currently pregnant woman. Okay. <laughs> I missed that. Camille with OASV. Oh, yeah. okay. Um, uh, and she was testifying, uh, on behalf of. OASV, which was very surprising. That's the Ohio Alliance to End Sexual sexual Violence. Violence. Um, They normally don't take um, positions on issues like these. And she she just had thought, her and the rest of um, their, you know, exec team thought that it would uh, be wrong not to stand up and talk about this, which is, I mean, incredible based on the work that they do and um, what goes into their funding and things like that. So I'm really happy that they came up and showed up. Right. Uh, we heard from Elena Ramsey, uh, who was yes. last week's podcast guest. Um, she was amazing. <laughs> we heard from several med students. Me- several med students. A lot of them saying that I'm not going to practice medicine in Ohio if you keep doing this. Right. So um, the senators seemed pretty surprised by that. I thought the responses to how many med students said that there are literally students that are like, I'm not going to come to Ohio because of this. Because several questions were asked of the med students when they kept repeating that point as to, okay, so what's an actual number? Like, is this really happening? And they're like, yeah, it's happening. People don't want to come to Ohio. This is a very legitimate and serious reason to oppose this bill. Um, And we've heard from various people around the statehouse lobbyists that apparently when uh, Governor Kasich has been taking his uh, kind of, you know, I represent the state of Ohio roadshow around to different businesses to try and attract them to get them to come to the state of Ohio. Mm. They've talked about, you know, the essentially the regulatory climate that restricts people's personal freedoms and has, uh, you know, this toxic culture of attacking rights. And they're starting to compare Ohio to other states like North Carolina, Mm. um, where, you know, all this, uh, shit's been going on. Um, yeah. Uh, and, and so the, the idea that these bans chase away physicians, uh, they chase away employers when Rich Cordray talked about this, uh, during the debates, he made that point and Mm -hmm. he said that this bill is bad for the business climate. And I know there were some of our supporters that were like, why is he talking about business? This is a, you know, women's healthcare issue. It's, I mean, it is, but it also isn't. Yeah. Reproductive healthcare access ties into everything. Right. Economic uh, justice is reproductive justice. Right. Uh, Elena and the physicians got questions from Peggy Laner specifically. <laughs> Marguerite. <laughs> Somebody put up the uh, gif of Will Ferrell dressed as uh, Janet, Reno. Janet Reno afterwards, and I was like, <laughs> Every time. Yeah. It was not very enjoyable to watch. 
I was Choice Network also. Up, yeah, um, Choice Network as well also got, got questioning from Peggy awesome. later. Yeah. And I can't remember the woman's name that works for Choice Network if you happen to know. I her, don't. But, um, her clap back to Laner's question Molly? was awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, yeah. Laner's like, thanks for actually being a, an example of Choice. And Choice Network is like, whatever. <laughs> right. She wasn't rattled by the question, which I thought was cool. Like, she immediately came back with a great response. Yeah. We, were, we, we work with all families, all parents, all, all women. Like, and protect all types of choice. Yeah. Right. Yeah, because they're they're an adoption network, and she acknowledged that they're the only pro-choice adoption network yep. in the state of Ohio. They are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so she was saying that, you know, abortion providers, um, you know, and, and other full-service, you know, essentially Planned Parenthood, they do support adoption networks. Mm-hmm. Of course. But the adoption networks don't support them. Right. Mm-hmm. They don't want to work with them. Mm-hmm. And that was an excellent point that she made that was very, you know, that was very clear. Um, Elena uh, Ramsey got questions from Peggy Laner on, um, you know, essentially, uh, it, Elena had raised the point that they're trying to force people to give birth in the state of Ohio, but then not actually providing support for the people who do choose to raise families. Peggy Lehner, uh, Senator Lehner, took objection to that. She turned it around, and she was like, "Why can't why can't you care about both?" Which was what she was. Uh, she wasn't saying that at all. Like, and Elena's like, "Oh, I mean, you can, but right. that's not what I'm saying, right?" <laughs> and that's not what's happening. Yeah, no. I mean, she this, said the state's not you know not doing a good enough job. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, the the point was raised by Senator Lehner because she runs a fake women health center. No, right. She's part of... That's Candace Keller. Uh, uh, I mix them up. They uh, both suck. <laughs> Peggy Laner used to be the president of Ohio Rights right. of Life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Dates are, dates are a rough place to be. Yeah. Yes. Bless them. Um, and, and then she... Uh, Senator Laner also questioned some of the med students uh, and, and the one actual physician. Um, I believe there was one full-fledged doctor who testified... Two, um, I think one one was Dr. Boothman and one was uh, on the board of Planned Parenthood. Uh, yeah, you're right. I uh, believe she was called Miss, and then she was the Dr. one that Samani. was like doctor. Actually, oh right, yeah, right, Dr. Yeah. Samani. Um, <laughs> that was awesome. Uh, Dr. Boothman, uh, she got questions from Senator Lehner on the uh, how narrow the scope of the exception oh, yeah. is to preserve the life of the woman. And so our point has always been that it's so incredibly narrow that we don't count it as an exception. Um, And so then, you know, Senator Lehner, believing that she's got a background in medicine, was trying to challenge that point. I also think it's uh, pretty incredible. I talked to Dr. Boothman after it was over because when she started testifying on this bill, she was still a college student. So she's actually worked her way through medical school and become a doctor in the time. During right. the time that this bill has been right. moving. <laughs> <laughs> I've known her for a while. <laughs> yeah, just for, for a minute. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, uh, terrific questions throughout from Senator Joe Schiavone. Uh, he was very supportive of all of our witnesses. Yeah. Um, Such he's a been, nice little uh, man. A great guy. Um, and... Uh, I was just going to say what he specifically spoke to, which I thought was awesome, was the range of stories that we presented um, compared to the proponent testimony the day before and the conversations surrounding, you know, doctors and also people that have had abortions and then people that have worked in different fields was just such a, you know, a wide perspective. And that was beneficial right. to us. Yeah. I thought it was great. 
Uh, and then at the end of the evening, they went into recess. Yes. Uh, did Instead not of vote. Voting. Yeah. Um, vote. Did not adjourn uh, so that they could come back at 9.30 this morning, and we thought that there could be a vote. but then, then they adjourned. Then there wasn't. But there was no vote. Yeah. Which is good news. Yes. I mean, yes, it is good news. It's good news. But it is definitely like a pause uh, and... It is cause for celebration, but it is also cause for anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> we have won the battle, but not the war. Yes. Right. Um, they it are was a good day. Yeah, it is. It was a good day. Um, and we were there until like 8.30 last night. We were. Uh-huh. Um, but like, I think we're, we're anticipating them coming back next week for a vote. Um, right. Which, if Kasich takes the full 10 days, would not allow time for a veto override. Right. So we've won this battle. Tentatively, right. But who's to say other bills won't come out? It's it's lame duck. Yeah. Now it, it's it's very um, it's very interesting. Cautiously optimistic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and counting the days to try and figure out. Um, it does look like if they uh, if they do come back next week, pass the bill out of committee, and bring it to the floor, and pass it off the floor. Um, none of which, you know, is guaranteed, which is why people need to continue to talk to their senators right. about not doing that. Uh, if Kasich took all of the time that he had to veto the bill, they would essentially be asking people to come back uh, Christmas Eve, mm-hmm. which they're not going to do, right. or between Christmas and New Year's, which, which nobody wants to right. do. Um, so we're thinking, we hope, that this stops this bill moving forward. Yeah. But when this bill passed two years ago, um, it was also when the 20-week ban had been passed. So mm-hmm. Kasich was given the option of looking like a moderate because he could veto the six-week ban but sign the 20-week ban. So right. we're sp- maybe we will see a bill from, like, the grave rise next week so he can hold up his moderate's charade. Right. Because they do have other abortion restrictions and bans. That have passed in the Senate, but yes. not yet the House. Mm-hmm. And, and the House, I mean, they were the ones that loved the six-week ban to start with. Yeah, so the House side is crazier. Yes. Um, That's true nationally, too. <laughs> yeah. And, um, it's, it's, what we're, it's what we're watching out for. So nobody is... In the clear. Yeah, nobody's in the clear. We're not, you know, going off for Christmas break just yet. Nope. Uh, next week could be uh, equally important. I will never use all of my vacation time. I will never use any of my vacation time. I haven't time. touched a single vacation time, uh, day, vacation day since I started. Me neither. Just comp time. <laughs> but today was a win. But today yes. was a win, yes. Yes. Um, after, after the win, uh, we went across the street to uh, Trinity... Uh, Episcopal, Episcopal yeah. Yeah. Church. Uh, church, uh, Elena Ramsey, again, Ohio RCRC, uh, the religious coalition for reproductive choice held a clergy press conference. Um, Reverend Terry, who was also on the podcast last week, um, and many other members of clergy will put their names in the show notes, uh, along with, uh, she had Facebook live video so you can watch. Um, held a press conference there to talk about the uh, reasons why people of faith should oppose abortion bans. It was a nice range of perspectives as well. I thought it was really it was really nice. We had members of National Coalition of Jewish Women there also, which is great. Right. 
And that, you know, that church has always been very supportive. We've held our, uh, our annual lobby day there, I think twice. Oh, okay. um, That's where I, my first one for lobby day was in 2015 at Trinity Episcopal. Yeah. I'd never I, been there. That's awesome though. I think it's a, a great location, um, and a great, uh, a great community there. Um, and it was terrific that they hosted, uh, Elena's event. Um, I couldn't find where it was. So I walked all the way up to the fourth floor. Oh. And then. Oh, no. <laughs> and then walked down and no doors were unlocked, but I found it. <laughs> it's okay. Um, okay. So the next steps are for people to contact their, their, <laughs> their legislators. Keep contacting your legislators. Uh, let them know that no abortion bans, no abortion restrictions are good are okay, are acceptable. They're all terrible. They're all unconstitutional. Every bill that's under consideration in the Ohio House and Senate right now has been ruled unconstitutional by some other state's court system or federal courts or the U.S. Supreme Court. Um, Yep. And I think our supporters have been putting incredible pressure on the legislators in the state. Um, I, I think that the amount of people that we have had calling and writing letters has really made a significant difference. Right. And so I just want to encourage that to keep happening. Yeah. I mean, between that and testimony, yes, we've, we've been kicking a lot of ass. Yeah. (laughs) I think so too. Um, we'll keep everybody, uh, posted on exactly when the next. Definitely. Thing is, if that's a committee vote, if that's a floor vote, um, we watch and you know, right. Um, what else did we have in here? Uh, the other thing that happened today in the state house uh, is stand your ground got it, it approved. Got, it got passed, but like it basically had all of its teeth removed. Mm-hmm. Right. So they were so they removed the stand your ground part of stand your ground. <laughs> right. And they put the burden of proof on the lead, on the prosecutor for proving that somebody did not act in self defense. So. Okay. I don't, I mean, I don't know the nuts and bolts of it. I just know that anti-gun activists have been, like, raising hell about it, as they should, because we don't need to have more stand-your-ground states. Right. Um, But gun activists are not happy. Right. Mm -hmm. Nobody's happy. That's how you know it's a good bill. No one's happy. It it seems that everybody over there is sort of losing interest in being over there. Uh, <laughs> you know, the legislature, even though they've got some nasty bills that they could work on, it doesn't, I don't see... I feel like they were expecting uh, to lose. So they like planned this very scary right? lame duck just because they wanted to go out with a bang and now they're like, oh, we're still in power. Well, never mind. It's like... Mm. Right. They're still going to ha- have to answer for these things uh, yeah. <laughs> next, you know, next month when they come back. Ha ha. So I guess. Yeah. I guess. Um, yeah. Everybody uh, needs to continue to talk to their legislators. Um, in addition to the normal ways of phones and emails, um, they can tweet at them. Hannah, you want to talk about your Twitter testify? Yeah. So we're doing this initiative called Twitter Testimony. 
Um, and we are asking anybody that wants to tell a story to their representative to do so via Twitter. So we have a blog post. Um, can you put that in the notes? Yes, we will. Cool. Um, and so it has every single senator's uh, Twitter handle, the Twitter, the senators that do have Twitters, um, in addition to their email and their phone numbers. So you're going to create like a short two-minute video of yourself talking about whatever story you feel comfortable sharing, whether you've had an abortion yourself or you know someone that has or you work in some of these other fields that, um, that you know, kind of coincide with abortion access. Um and then you're going to tweet it directly at your representative with the hashtag Stop the Bans. Uh, we've been seeing some really cool videos come out of that, including our friends at Lady Parts Justice League. Uh, Liz Winstead made her own video. She got her friend Sarah Silverman, who Sarah I Sarah Silverman, who I love. That's so cool <laughs> to make a video. Uh, Kelly texted me during the hearing. It was like, just so you know, Sarah made a video, and I freaked out. Um, I that I, that's awesome. Uh, so I think that it's really cool that Ohio is getting. I mean. It's not cool that Ohio's getting national <laughs> recognition in that particular department, but it's cool that people are recognizing that this is a big deal to start talking about or right. continue talking about. So make a video, tweet it at your representative, use the hashtag Stop the Band so we can keep track of them. We'll retweet a bunch of them from, from our Twitter account, and that way you get to tell your story as well. Hey, Gabe, we should have made John Hodgman do one. I know. <laughs> John Hodgman was at an event down the street, and we missed him because we were working. And yeah. I tweeted at him a lot, and he did. We did miss him. He didn't want to come. He finally responded and apologized for not being able to be here. Thank you very much. He was. He He thanked us for the work we do. He was nominated for an award. Yeah. Um. Okay. So uh, I don't act like you even knew who he was. I I really didn't. I'm sorry. What? I'm okay. I'm very tuned I'm in. Hannah, I'm really into comedy, but I don't know who that is. I am, and I didn't know until I saw the picture. Whatever. <laughs> he has a million Twitter followers. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. Very funny. Uh, okay, so tomorrow night, if people want to do something that's not legislative, December 7th, 9 p.m., the Wonder Doug Variety Show, uh, which benefits us. This is your thing. You know about it. What it is, is. It's a variety show, which includes burlesque, comedy, and belly dance, to my knowledge. Um, it's also going to be Dimples Diamond's last burlesque show ever. So if you're invested in Dimples Diamond, who is a great performer, you should totally come out. Um, have a drink or four. Give me your money. Or four. Uh, and watch a really good show. There are some really, really good performers on this show. And I'm excited to be tabling. Friday night at 9 o'clock, The Shrunken Head, 251 West 5th Avenue, Columbus, Ohio, 43201. Yes. Um, Oh. Go ahead. On Saturday night, um, I am also doing an event in Lakewood, Ohio, which is in the Cleveland area on the west side. Um, It's at a venue called May Halls. Uh, My really good friends in the band The Grievance Club are doing a show at May Halls, and they always invite me to come out and table and talk about Nair off on stage. Um, They've been pretty incredible partners to us throughout the last couple of months. So if you're in the Cleveland area and want to see a cool show, you should definitely come out to May Halls, the address of which I do not have at the top of my head, but it is a great, well-known venue in Cleveland. Good. Um, yeah, you've been tabling at a lot of fun concert and stuff. Try not to smash your uh, phone screen further. So, <laughs> wow. Did you do that canvassing? I so I smashed it uh, and then I fixed it and then I smashed it again. Oh no! Yeah, I was at a sh- concert in Brooklyn at a venue and uh, had to go to the bathroom. So I ran very fast through the crowd to the bathroom and slipped, and my phone went. 
flying. So it's cracked again. Don't do that. All right. All right. The December Repro Health Happy Hour is Tuesday, December 11th. um, And that's uh, at the Hills Market right over here. Um, (coughs) You can have a pro choice punch or a. I forget what the margarita is called. Morning after margarita. There we go. (laughs) We just got burgers there. Shout out Hills Market. They're great. It's good burger. Oh, tonight there's a St. James um, event. The Men of St. James calendar for Women Have Options is launching. Oh, cool. Yeah. So have a drink, get a calendar of uh, men. I was going to say attractive <laughs> men, and then I was like, meh, they're all right. <laughs> get a calendar of men. <laughs> no, they're all good. For, like, they're all friends of mine. Here's some dudes. <laughs> Here's some dudes. Hang them up on your wall for the next year for some reason. Okay. That's what you do with paper calendars, right? <laughs> Yes. Okay. Um, yeah. Information uh, on all of these events and all the stuff, plus a really awesome op-ed that our boss Kelly Copeland wrote in the Cleveland Plain Dealer. Yeah. Um, links to all of these are going to be in the show notes. Uh, did you want to talk about Ariana Grande's video? Thank you. Next. It's a really good video. It's a lot of uh, references from movies like Mean Girls and Bring It On. She's great. I like her. 13 going on 32. 13 going. Her hair looks good short in that clip. Listen, I really like Ariana Grande. I respect She's her great. and what she does. Like, do your thing. She teeny. She teeny. She's like 5'1". With a lot of hair. Long, long hair. Okay. I just, you know, <laughs> we like her. Yeah. <laughs> Usually Gabe's the one that's like up to date with the pop culture knowledge. I think she's terrific. You haven't and seen the video. And Thank You Next is a, is a banging breakup song. Guess the song is a smash. <laughs> <laughs> it's a reference from the song. Yeah. You wouldn't know. Okay. We'll see everybody next week. <laughs> Bye.